0: Search for the cementers, but you're asking the wrong questions. Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of Wake Up and Smell the Coffee with me, Tom the Blowfisher, and of course the fantastic, the fantabulous, the inimitable Lizzie Daly. And I'd like to entitle this particular episode the Palm Oil Pavlova.
1: Dun dun dun!
0: Or it should be the Palm Oil Pavlova. Edible? <laughs> edible or not edible? Good or bad?
1: Who's to say?
0: I think we are. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the palm oil has without doubt kind of exploded into the the public consciousness. Uh, there was uh, a huge campaign by the supermarket Iceland, other supermarkets are available, to promote a video that Greenpeace made, uh, other conservation charities are available oh <laughs> regarding palm oil and the effects it has on uh, a very famous animal the uh, orangutan and it's put palm oil very much in the spotlight and branded it very clearly with this is bad this is this is very very bad and this is where things get a little bit sideways and a little bit weird because we're actually here to ask is palm oil really that bad is it that terrible now Uh, Just first things first, for anyone that isn't sure what we're talking about when we're talking about palm oil, it's very, very simple. It is an oil that's made either from the flesh or the nut, the kernel of palm oil oil tree fruits okay it's all very nicely easily laid out and it is the equivalent to us for things like rapeseed oil or olive oil okay and it has similar uses if you think oh i could use rapeseed oil for this you could use palm oil for it that kind of thing but it has got everywhere it is incredibly prevalent in the products we use from lipstick to ice cream you get it in chocolate you get it in soap it's it's just all over the place so is definitely with us but you know is it a bad thing well lizzie i mean uh for starters welcome to the palm oil pavlova
1: i am very nervous only because it has such a bad reputation Oh, so bad i think it's good though i think it's good to to really approach the elephant in the room and actually find out the facts behind palm oil because as you say it has a very bad reputation um You've explained where it comes from, and actually eighty five percent of it supplies you know globally uh, came straight out of Southeast Asia. Did you know that actually um it's actually native to Africa, brought over to Southeast Asia about a hundred years ago um as an ornamental tree crop as most invasive floral things are, bit of an ornament, bit of something nice to look at, but yeah, Indonesia and Malaysia make up of eighty five percent of global supply. So it's It's in huge demand. For me, when I first heard of palm oil and when I saw that advert, you do think, oh my goodness, it's that initial thing of palm oil, orangutans, deforestation, what do we do? And um, it's good to get under the skin of actually the problems. And I think the first thing to address, which you've already touched on, is... You know why is it everywhere? Why are we using palm oil so much? You know what is it about palm oil that makes it so versatile and so heavily used across the world? Shall I go on?
0: Well, I was, <laughs> uh, I was, I was just loving your loving your question, your scientific intrigue. I was well. I thought first things first. Perhaps you know we we know that palm oil's bad, very bad, very bad. But, What's actually going on with it? Well, I think it was very interesting what you've just said there. 85% of the whole palm oil supply is coming from, like I say, Southeast Asia, Malaysia. For those of us who have ever seen a globe, you will know that this isn't an area rich with land. Uh, you know, so w- what's happening? Well, what happens is palm oil is grown in very large plantations. To grow the palm oil in these plantations, you are seeing huge habitat loss. So the forests... These fantastic species-rich forests that are already there in Southeast Asia are just being levelled. They're being cut down and palm oil is being grown in their place. That habitat loss leads to loss of things like the orangutan, which is fairly standard. These animals are uh, quite solitary. They need huge areas to feed. Uh, they're you know they're late to bloom and reproduce. You know they're very very delicate to any kind of upset. But there are other creatures out there. There's things like pygmy rhinos, tigers, gibbons. There are untold species of insects, invertebrates, flowers, plants that are just getting demolished by the palm oil because. The way that palm oil is being run on, uh, certainly on the negative side, is that once an area has been sort of stripped back and the palm oil has been grown, after the palm oil is harvested, the area is not used again. It suffers from soil erosion. You get a change of pH of the soil. Basically, the whole thing gets completely knackered. It is the equivalent of you deciding to keep, A flock of sheep, and when it comes to uh, bringing those sheep in and selling them at market, it's the equivalent of you burning the entire field after you've taken the sheep out. So it's you can't go back, and that's the big problem with palm oil because it's in such demand. Once an area has been used, it then has to translocate to a brand new area, and that isn't sustainable, is it, Lizzie? You can't keep doing that,
1: no? And so, in a way. When, you know, I, I was talking about that feeling you get when you see that advert and, and you hear the word palm oil, having that negative feeling, that is kind of justified because those things have been proven, right? Numbers of species plummeting into um threatened uh are on the red list. We've got iconic species, some of which you've mentioned, being severely harmed and huge areas of rich biodiverse habitats. I mean, all of that, Southeast Asia is some of the most rich primary rainforests across the world. And to just think that that will never return, you know, that really leaves you with a huge hole in your heart.
0: It's not good. I mean, it it really is proper slash and burn. And then you you have to ask yourself, well, why? You know, why? Uh, what's so incredible about palm oil? You, you mentioned briefly, why why the hell is it in things like lipstick and all this kind of stuff? A
1: crazy list. It's
0: crazy. I mean, some of the stuff that... I've, tell me something mad yeah. that palm oil's in that I didn't know. Go on.
1: I've got a list. I've got... Do it. Well, it, it just talks about the versatility of palm oil. It really is great for so many different things. That's why it's used across such a range of products. So, for example palm oil in your ice cream because it makes it smooth and creamy good you know that mr whippy (laughs) you know that mr whippy i do know him personally "Mm, yum this is the best palm Palm oil oil. yep uh the ice creams are available palm oil is refined to create soaps soaps is a common one shampoos conditioners instant noodles (gasps) who would have thought it used to pre-cook the noodles
0: this is because the palm oil itself, when it comes out, is is practically colourless and essentially flavourless. So here you have an oil, which, you know, oil is very, very useful. And we know how much, I don't know about you, Lizzie, but I love cooking with a bit of olive oil myself. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Great stuff.
0: You throw it on everything. And, yeah. and that's where palm oil is coming from. Now we've got the drive for it here. We want it. We're putting it in products. And that is fueling a huge change in the actual societies out in Southeast Asia. These are areas, guys, that people struggle. And, I mean, both you and I, Lizzie, have been really lucky to travel the world and meet people who have so little and yet want to give so much. Now, if you walk up to one of these people and you said, right, I'll give you a dollar a day to look after this palm oil plantation, to us, we think, oh, behave. To them, they'll tear your hand off. If you then say, right, if you lose a couple of trees because of orangutans, you're only going to get 50 cents a day, they will kill the orangutans on site. Mm. You know, you have to remember, guys, that the people out there growing this palm oil on the, the grassroots level, they live in immense poverty. And palm oil and its demand gives them a job. So, you know, straight away, you've suddenly got this really, really bad thing that's actually... Helping a huge amount of people put their kids through school, put you know uh, food on the table, so give good. them a livelihood, take them away from other things. So suddenly the temperature starts changing. We can then look at some uh, some different sort of issues with palm oil. Uh, once again, challenge: is it good or bad? So I'm I'm sure you know this, Lizzie, because you're such a very intelligent girl. How how much more yield? Do you get from palm oil than you do from the equivalent of, say, rapeseed oil?
1: I know it's more, and this is kind of where the conversation comes in, right? It's kind of like it—it it is a better, generally, it's a better oil to use. I—I I couldn't hazard to get ten times more.
0: Exactly. Is it ten times? Yes. Bang on the number. So, so there you are, guys. If you wanted ten times to... more, I know. So again wow so how, how this thing's bad but 10 times more if you wanted to grow and and yield the equivalent amount of oil from something like olive oil or rapeseed oil you'd have to cut down 10 times more, more land yes. right so you know wow uh, 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 and this is where it really kind of boils down to uh, the very difficult issue with palm oil which is actually palm oil itself isn't a bad thing mm the way that palm oil is being grown and managed is devastating.
1: Does it also come down to where it's grown? Because if you think about it, if you mentioned that once it's been grown, that land cannot be used for all the reasons the soil's destroyed, all the rest of it. Where I mean, could we think about where we're, which we're actually putting our, our trees in order to have palm oil and harvesting that? Could we think about that? Could we change that even as a more sustainable outlook in the future of Parmel? Because if you look at it, someone puts out an advert like the one we saw last year. You look at that, you go, right, I want to do something to help. But here... Us in the UK, as we go about our daily lives, I guarantee each person will use at least ten things with palm oil in it. So, really, is it realistic to say that's it? Just stop using palm oil, or should we be thinking about the different ways that we that we harvest it, where we harvest it, and actually how much we use of it? As for the re- the reasons you said earlier, right about yeah, people's jobs,
0: absolutely. I mean, there is some very, <laughs> I think, some very telling parallels you can draw with palm oil and you know certainly something in my backyard fishing you know i i i've said before i don't eat fish myself but if you do want to eat fish great but eat fish that is sustainably caught and is you know uh, humanely sort of dispatched if you will you know don't go for things that are being dredged or being caught in huge purse seine nets that kind of thing use your use your noggin and move your money onto better, more sustainable methods of fishing. And I don't just think it connects to fishing. I'm sure, I mean, you've talked before and I I can't wait to hear more about some of the conflicts that you've seen directly Mm -hmm. in areas like Kenya and, you know, humans who, again, have got nothing. They've really got nothing. They're just trying to grow something, maybe make enough money to get themselves something new for the weekend, you know? Forget the kind of problems we have. Oh, I don't have enough data on my phone. You know, they don't actually have a shirt, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and they're the conflict with elephants. I think it's something that is replayed across the whole globe where you've got humans and animals or humans and the environment clashing heads when really we don't need to and that's kind of the next stage and it this is the most difficult stage you've already set it up by the mm. fact that you don't know what's what's in the products you're using i bought something the other day and i would really would consider myself switched on i bought something the other day and i just bought it because you know it was on the shopping list and I know the things to watch out for when it yeah, comes to palm oil.
1: You're very aware. Yeah,
0: but I I randomly checked it before I put it away in the cupboard, and it had palm oil in it. No I was way! Like, what? And you know, so it's so so hard. We've got this maelstrom at our end. You've got you know the the slash and burn at their end. How do we connect them up? Well, one thing that's a big big push is is recognizing that palm oil should be used for good. Okay. It should be used for good.
1: Yeah. It should be used for good, but I think people need to be better informed. That's really the first step right now. Like with the Marine Conservation Society, they've got a good fish guide, good palm oil guide. Yeah. People need it.
0: Well, I've been really surprised when I've been looking up uh, different companies and where they source their palm oil from. So... Uh, it's funny we're talking about this right now. Uh, it was in the news very recently, I think, only the other day, that uh, Iceland, which made this this campaign, uh, you know, they made this promise that by the end of 2018 that was it, no more palm oil, all this kind of stuff. Completely. Yeah, and now they've had to backtrack big time because they're still they still have palm oil in their products. And so when you put yourself out there and you make such a big deal of it, and then you're found with your hand in the the biscuit tin. Mm. You know, it really, it's a backlash. And this is where companies and certainly us as consumers can really start to make a difference. So there is a, an initiative now happening in Malaysia whose name is way too long for me to remember, but I bet you know what it is.
1: The Roundtable on Sustainable Palm Oil. Yes. Is that the one?
0: That's the one. The R S T P W R S P
1: O P O P O Hello. Hello.
0: The Rspo. Anyway, anyway, those chaps and chapets, <laughs> they're really doing what they can to to create a sustainable palm oil industry. The areas that have been cut down that are no longer used to, you know, useful for forest, they can with land management be palm oil plantations again. So if you just say, right, well let's keep growing the palm oil on the areas we've got, you've got more than enough palm oil. It's not a problem. And that's what the, the RPO, PO, PO, yep.
1: That's
0: so good. I love that. <laughs> we've got to wrap the palm oil wrap. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get some good certification involved, just the same way as we've seen fair trade on bananas, on coffee, on chocolate, can be done. But, and this always saddens me, in an area that is, as you know, as well, it's a third world country corruption is rife the right people paid off in the right way you know it can make an enormous difference so you then start putting your money in the right pot over here do you like nutella
1: not anymore (laughs) no
0: this is the whole point that's exactly it you should love it is it palm oil free no it's got palm oil in but Nutella have gone to an enormous length or rather the the corporation that owns Nutella have yeah. gone to enormous lengths to identify and locate where 99.9% or some huge figure like that. So they locate exactly where their palm oil comes from and they are making huge efforts to ensure that all the palm oil that goes into Nutella, other hazelnut chocolate brands are available, comes from sustainable sources. Mm. So this is a prime example of when the label says palm oil on the back.
1: People, yeah. yeah. So
0: what do you do? You just then, you've just yeah. turned around, oh, never no, again. I can't but, buy that. But you should. You should be buying it in bucket loads. So what a tricky situation for anyone who wants to go ahead. And I only found that out through doing a bit of research. Yeah. And they do have it on their website. It's very prominent. But how do we move forward with that? Mm. You know, when someone like you is clued up on the subject, I mentioned the teller and you immediately thought, oh, palm oil... <gasps> We've been kind of tuned to it, haven't we? How can we change that?
1: I genuinely believe, and this might be a bit sad, but I do think we're going to need a big push like we've seen with the plastics, like we've seen with thinking or being more aware of your eco friendly living. It's as well being in the UK, we're very detached from where the palm oil is being produced and I genuinely think we have no clue and you and I who may go online and say okay I'm actually going to do a bit of research or you look at the back of the label most of the public wouldn't even think to do that they want something that's easy they know where it's coming from Um, if they want to make a difference maybe they will look a little bit into it but I think generally we need to start building up this conversation to get that knowledge out there to say, okay, you can have good sustainable palm oil because we're not there yet. We're we're far off it. Um, I don't feel like I'm in, even in a position to, unless I went away and I actually researched a product that said they had palm oil, palm oil in it and I knew where or 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 where that product was associated with, whether it was with the RSPo. Um, I I would be a bit nervous about it. I would still now. Can you believe it?
0: If you tried to go to the the supermarket and and you said, "Right, I'm not gonna buy anything with palm oil in, you couldn't do it, so I think that in itself exactly what you just said there, of course you know the you can have the huge you know researching and and finding out and really you know fine tuning your shopping list. But let's be honest. You know, it's a difficult world. We're not going to do that. Mm. And so, if you say, "Right, I'm not not going to buy anything," you won't. You literally won't buy anything. You come out and your shopping basket will be empty, apart from milk and bread. And I bet there's palm oil in both of them.
1: Mm, yeah, I'm going to throw something in the mix here. It's kind of like this, especially here in the UK. We get we get things that go viral, get spread through social media, kind of become trends, if you like. Let's talk about soy.
0: Soy milk. Soy. This is oh, the palm God. oil pavlova <laughs> daily.
1: No, but I want to throw it in there because I think people only are now talking about palm oils because this advert and you associate it with being negative in the serangitan. But now a lot of people are drinking other alternatives for milk and things because they think it's better for the environment. But actually producing soya milk as well is really bad for similar reasons, right? You're using a lot of land to produce it. It's a, it's a high rate of production for ultimately an alternative to be more healthy mm. isn't, same- isn't
0: avocados the same it's because the i'm sure right because it was that there's the you know the idea that one of the the big pushes of of being vegan and veganism is you know this environmental bonus of, of being a vegan of course you're cutting that you're not eating meat so you you're not worried about mass farms and the methane from cows and all that kind of stuff but actually the effect it's of avo- yeah it's flipped it's it's so crazy i mean it's what a difficult world that we live in
1: so in our everyday lives it's really hard to escape palm oil. So what or how you, how can you get around that? What are the alternatives?
0: Well, here is the short and sharp answer. Frankly, there kind of isn't. You cannot take a product home and suck the palm oil out of it and replace it with something else. Once it's been made, it's been made. It's there. It's on the shelf. And Tracking and tracing the palm oil is all well and good. You can learn for your your next trip to the, the shops to avoid product X and buy product Y instead. But really, we need these companies that are using palm oil in so many products to join up with the initiatives out in Southeast Asia and just make it so that it's sustainable palm oil is where the money's at, and I know that sounds like a really strange thing to say, but that's what we need to do. If we can ensure that the palm oil farmers out there are getting the best buck when they are reusing the same land, where they are supporting, you know, good, decent, sustainably managed areas, and it's being riggle—that's oh, hard word to say—rigorously, <laughs> it's being it's being rigorously tested. There are. You know, representatives from these companies going out there and and checking and saying, yep, we know this is managed sustainably. We can see that this area hasn't been deforested and all that kind of stuff. It can happen. It can happen. Because one thing we definitely don't want to happen, and this sounds crazy, is we don't want to switch from palm oil to something else because it would need 10 times more land. But it is a bit of a shocker when companies like Iceland, okay, they've had a little slip, but Mm. frankly, I think what they've done is still really good and really bold. They are making a difference and at least they're making a difference because Cabri, and think how massive Cabri is, Cabri's palm oil has got a big question mark on it. Mm. We really don't know where that's coming from. And they are the kind of company that, can take their let's face it must be multi millions oh yeah to the right area the the right people the right kind of management so that you can buy their product with a clear conscience Mm. knowing that palm oil is in the product yes that's all well and good but actually that the you know the money you're paying is going to sustainable palm oil it's supporting families out in these areas and actually if we can get to a situation where we can say look you can make your money off this 10 hectares and you can even you can even make some tourism money off the remaining 50 hectares. Mm. Talk about getting your, your cake and eating it, mm. whether or not it's got palm oil in or not. But,
1: <laughs> which but is fine if which it does. Is,
0: if it's good palm oil, <laughs> it's good. If it's bad palm oil, it's bad. Yeah. But we still sit in a situation where we do not know and the best thing to do right now is for people to become more aware of it, to talk about it, to and to realise it's not all bad, and to really get on the backs of people like Cadbury. If anyone out there from Cadbury is listening, all right, I like where it. is your
1: palm oil from? Where
0: is your palm tell oil me. from? Okay, tell Lizzie Daly. I mean, she no. might only be four foot six, <laughs> but she is dangerous. Okay,
1: <laughs> and I mean, yeah, we it's kind of bringing it back to that advert because that really it tackled the issue, right? Or at least got it got the conversation going. Uh, I don't think we could afford to have this continued boycotting of palm oil, this attitude like, no palm oil at all. Um, But what do you think? I mean, I mentioned it earlier, we need a push in a want to do something about it. But from your perspective, what do you think would be the best way to educate the UK people about palm oil? Because I'm not sure there's anything out there right now that's a that's a you know a go to platform like the marine conservation society actually while i mentioned them we were, um cha- uh, richard from the other podcast who we spoke to he's a head of communications at marine conservation society he mentioned that in his beach cleans because uh, palm oil is a very versatile oil and in certain temperatures it turns into blocks essentially they get blocks of palm oil washing up on uk beaches
0: that's shocking. That's really shocking. Isn't that, really isn't shocking. that mad? Yeah. And is this from a waste that's just been dumped into waterways? From or...
1: spills in cargo ships and all the rest of it, supposedly. But, you know, in different shapes and sizes, whether it's in a, in a product where palm oil has been made or an actual block of palm oil. It's
0: crazy. Mm. I really, you know, wish I could turn around and say, I've got the golden bullet for this. But I don't. The... You know, we need, you said it before. No podcast. <laughs> and, no, it's awful to say that, but we need now for palm oil to become the new plastic. Absolutely. For us to realise, actually, hang on, it is going to stay in our lives and it is incredibly useful when it's used sustainably, when it's used uh, with a, a bit of bit of the top two inches, you know, thinking about moving onwards. Because the one thing that scares me, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you a story, Um of course, I, you know, love my fish. We all know this, you know, marine biologists and all that kind of jazz. And I keep fish at home. I've got a, a tank with some uh, some marine fish in it. And the...
1: Some marine fish as opposed to terrestrial fish.
0: Well, you can have freshwater fish actually Ooh. daily. <laughs> you
1: think it's <laughs> so clever. I had, to, I had to go there.
0: Did you? Did you? Well, maybe we should go back there, girl. Back to
1: palm oil. Back, back to palm oil. The palm
0: oil pullover. Uh, yes, so the um, the industry for collection of marine fishes and corals is uh, you know it's quite big and certainly again in Southeast Asia it provides a livelihood for a load of people Mm. now when this has been run well and conservation groups have been involved and hindsight has been used it's actually led to people being employed to increasing social mobility out there and to protection of reefs and coastline areas because it's providing a livelihood Recently, there was a bit of argy-bargy in the, the government over there and basically a falling out regarding the licenses allowed to transport fish and corals out of the country. And in doing so, it laid off an, an enormous amount of fishermen and fisherwomen who had been going out collecting these corals and these fish. Right. And so suddenly by, I mean, this was um, kind of a self-enforced ban, if you will, but if you imagine if that ban had come from another country where the demand was, but suddenly because these people didn't have this work there, they went back to what they were doing before, dynamiting reefs, cyaniding fish. They went back to the, just digging the coral up and turning it into aggregate for cement and concrete because they still needed to feed themselves. And my big fear is that if the palm oil pavlova, and we're sticking with it,
1: okay. <laughs> if it's
0: not managed well, mm. the same thing could happen. And before you know it, people are going back to the things they did before, things like poaching, bushmeat, or just good old-fashioned illegal logging. You know, if you tell someone, look, this part of land is going to make you a ton of money for a long time if you look after it, then they will look after it. But we've got to make the difference here. And it starts with petitioning companies like Cadbury and, you know, the makeup companies and everyone else who is just using palm oil willy nilly to say enough. Join up with the sustainable initiative. Let's make palm oil the new fair trade Because that's a sticker that when somebody sees it, they only need a second to look at it. They see that little tree frog. They see that little fair trade Mm. sign and they go, that's safe. Mm. That's what we need. Palm oil needs a sticker.
1: Mm. It's so important. And I I really like your emphasis on the local people and the smallholders. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you mentioned earlier, that's something that, you know, I saw out in Kenya is that actually for the people on the ground, it's very different to the story that, that we tell or want to tell. Right. Because we kind of come in argy-bargy and say, this is how we want it. You know, don't do it like that. We've already messed up our world, but don't mess up yours now because, you know, we don't yeah. want it.
0: Hindsight's twenty twenty. 20
1: Hashtag. Dunno.
0: I don't I, know. First world no problems, probably. Yeah, first world yeah.
1: problems. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is what, it. What
0: do you mean there's no data signal?
1: No avocados.
0: Where are the kettle chips?
1: <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, it's a really valuable point, thinking about the, the people on the ground there that are seeing this every day. But do you think, it's just a point... Do you think that if this was to gain more attention and it became bigger and bigger, that would get lost and actually there'd be problems that come with that as well?
0: You know, it, there can be. I think we do suffer in the first world. Just think, because of the
1: size of the industry. Look at the fishing yeah. industry. We're not stopping. We're not stopping with palm oil either. So how would that...
0: Yeah, we, we do, you know, especially as, as well, you and I as conservationists, it's so easy to just say, you know, oh, we don't want it like this, we want it like that. But um, you know, to quote a a great ent, it's easier to shout stop than to do it, and there's no point stopping palm oil and, and turning it into some kind of uh you know illicit material when the money will just shift somewhere else. Everything will shift somewhere else. We'll think, well, the demand for this kind of oil is still there, and yada yada. What we what needs to happen? And I think the the really interesting thing here is that it's still such a developing issue. You know, we're really at the cusp of this. We've talked about fishing. We've talked about, you know, other little bits and pieces where humans and animals, you know, find conflict. And there is management there that's established and working. You know, the destruction of the rainforests for um, beef and that kind of thing. It's, you know, it's still going on, but it's kind of being buffered. Here's an area where that buffer hasn't occurred yet. Mm. So right now, I really do feel that the best thing to do is to be savvy, if you can. Find out which producers do use the best kind of palm oil. As I say, I know is a good one, so feel free to... Sm- it
1: tastes great. It tastes mm. amazing.
0: I only had it the other day. What
1: the, did you have it on?
0: I don't know. The, the, I'd toast? never had it before, and the wife was like, have some Nutella. And I was like, I'm not sure about this. And I had some, and I was like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness.
1: You haven't lived until you've had Nutella. Well, I
0: have now. So clearly I'm alive. Uh, but there you go. There. That's what if you're listening right now and you think wow this palm oil thing sounds complicated guess what it really is and to really start making a difference you're gonna have to do a little bit of digging yourself but keep talking about it and and let's just hope that we can get such a a chat going and get a bit of momentum behind uh well a bit of more education you know that's the thing
1: and i will throw in one more important thing there to think about and it just goes to the bigger picture of how we view our sustainability generally and how we live our lives because in 2012 the UK government recognized that we're part of the palm oil problem and they said okay we're going to be part of the solution as well so we're going to set a commitment for 100% of the palm oil used in the UK to be from sustainable sources that was in 2012 In 2016, 78% of the total palm oil imports to the UK were sustainable. Isn't that amazing? And it kind of makes me think, that's that's really great. But at the same time, why are we so late to the party? Is it all a case of, you know, trends or things that pop up and all of a sudden everyone thinks, oh, we should be doing that as well. You know, are are we too late?
0: I... I don't ever think we're too late. I mean, there's always a chance to, to make a change if you want to do it. And I think that uh, the we've talked about it uh, in previous podcasts, the plastics. I said myself at the time, you know, I'd been banging on about plastics for six, seven years before Blue Planet 2 came out. Thanks. And the problem was only getting worse. And then suddenly it was out there. Iceland have started a ball rolling. They've started something happening. And if people can keep talking about it, keep questioning it, and keep pushing forwards, then hopefully this problem with palm oil, the palm oil pavlova, yes, I'm sticking with it, can be nipped in the bud before it gets too carried away.
1: And I would say, linking again it all together, if you're ever out on a, a beach clean and you find a block of palm oil, tweet it, tag either Tom or I in it, sorry, Blowfish or I it. in it, and and let us know because I'd be really interested to find out how much washes up on our shores.
0: That is a very, very crazy but very true True issue here that we're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, so there we go, ladies and gentlemen. What uh, really good little chat there. Fab you chat. Know? And uh, I thought it was quite interesting the fact that there wasn't a you know cut and dried answer to it. These are the problems that the world's facing right now, and we are part of that. We're world. leading it. We are. It's here. You and I at the front. Battle cries. No, no, Lizzie, no. Just, just no. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back again soon with another hot topic from the world of conservation. This has been the Wake Up and Smell the Coffee podcast with me, Tom the Blowfish Herd, and the ever-amazing, fantastic and lovely Lizzie Daly. Say goodbye, Lizzie. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Catch you next time. It's good for every- where we can say look you can make your money off this 10 hectares and you can even you can even make some tourism money off the remaining 50 hectares mm. talk about getting your your cake and eating it mm. whether or not it's got palm oil in or not but <laughs> which but is fine if which it does is, if it's good palm oil it's good if it's bad palm oil it's bad yeah but we still sit in a situation where we do not know and the best thing to do right now is for people to become more aware of it, to talk about it, to and to realise it's not all bad, and to really get on the backs of people like Cabri. If anyone out there from Cadbury is listening, all right, I like where it. is your
1: palm oil from? Where
0: is your palm tell oil me. from? Okay, tell Lizzie Daly. I mean, she now. might only be four foot six, <laughs> but she is dangerous. Okay,
1: <laughs> and I mean, yeah, we it's kind of bringing it back to that advert because that really it tackled the issue, right? Or at least got it got the conversation going. Uh, I don't think we could afford to have this continued boycotting of palm oil, this attitude like, no palm oil at all. Um, But what do you think? I mean, I mentioned it earlier, we need a push in a want to do something about it. But from your perspective, what do you think would be the best way to educate the UK people about palm oil? Because I'm not sure there's anything out there right now that's a that's a you know a go to platform like the Marine Conservation Society. Actually, while I mentioned them, we were um, cha- uh, Richard from the other podcast who we spoke to. He's a head of communications at Marine Conservation Society. He mentioned that in his beach cleans, because uh, palm oil is a very versatile oil, and in certain temperatures it turns into blocks. Essentially, they get blocks of palm oil washing up on UK beaches.
0: That's shocking. That's really shocking. Isn't that, really isn't shocking. that mad? Yeah. And is this from a waste that's just been dumped into waterways? From or...
1: spills in cargo ships and all the rest of it, supposedly. But, you know, in different shapes and sizes, whether it's in a in a product where palm oil has been made or an actual block of palm oil. It's
0: crazy. Mm. I really, you know, wish I could turn around and say I've got the golden bullet for this. But I don't. The... You know, we need. You said it before. No podcast. <laughs> and, no, it's awful to say that, but we need now for palm oil to become the new plastic.
1: Absolutely. For
0: us to realise actually, hang on, it is going to stay in our lives, and it is incredibly useful when it's used sustainably, when it's used uh, with a, a bit of bit of the top two inches. You know, thinking about moving onwards because the one thing that scares me, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you a story. Um, of course, I, you know, love my fish. We all know this, you know, marine biologists and all that kind of jazz. And I keep fish at home. I've got a, a tank with some uh, some marine fish in it. And the... Some
1: marine fish as opposed to terrestrial fish.
0: Well, you can have freshwater fish actually Ooh. daily.
1: <laughs> you think <laughs> I just, you're so clever. I had, to, I had to go there.
0: Did you? Did you? Well, maybe we should go back there, girl. Back to
1: palm oil. Back, back to palm oil. The palm
0: oil pullover. Uh, yes, so the um, the industry for collection of marine fishes and corals is uh you know it's quite big and certainly again in southeast asia it provides a livelihood for a load of people Mm. now when this has been run well and conservation groups have been involved and hindsight has been used it's actually led to people being employed to increasing social mobility out there and to protection of reefs and coastline areas because it's providing a livelihood Recently, there was a bit of argy-bargy in the, the government over there and basically a falling out regarding the licenses allowed to transport fish and corals out of the country. And in doing so, it laid off an, an enormous amount of fishermen and fisherwomen who had been going out collecting these corals and these fish. Right. And so suddenly by, I mean, this was um, kind of a self-enforced ban, if you will, but if you imagine if that ban had come from another country where the demand was, but suddenly because these people didn't have this work there, they went back to what they were doing before, dynamiting reefs, cyaniding fish. They went back to the just digging the coral up and turning it into aggregate for cement and concrete because they still needed to feed themselves. And my big fear is that if the palm oil pavlova, and we're sticking with it,
1: okay. <laughs> if it's
0: not managed well, mm. the same thing could happen. And before you know it, people are going back to the things they did before, things like poaching, bushmeat, or just good old-fashioned illegal logging. Yeah. You know, if you tell someone, look, This part of land is going to make you a ton of money for a long time. If you look after it, then they will look after it. But we've got to make the difference here. And it starts with petitioning companies like Cadbury and, you know, the makeup companies and everyone else who is just using palm oil willy nilly to say enough. Join up with the sustainable initiative. Let's make palm oil the new fair trade. Because that's a sticker that when somebody sees it, they only need a second to look at it. They see that little tree frog. They see that little fair Mm. trade sign and they go, that's safe. Mm. That's what we need. Palm oil needs a sticker.
1: Mm. It's so important. And I I really like your emphasis on the local people and the smallholders. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you mentioned earlier, that's something that, you know, I saw out in Kenya is that actually for the people on the ground, it's very different to the story that, that we tell or want to tell. Right. Because we kind of come in argy-bargy and say, this is how we want it. You know, don't do it like that. We've already messed up our world, but don't mess up yours now because, you know, we yeah. don't want it.
0: Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> Hashtag don't know
0: i i first world problems probably yeah yeah.
1: problems yes yeah yeah (laughs) that is it
0: what do you mean there's no data signal
1: no avocados
0: where are the kettle chips (laughs)
1: oh god anyway it's a really valuable point thinking about the the people on the ground there that are seeing this every day but do you think it's just a point do you think that if this was to gain more attention and it became bigger and bigger, that would get lost and actually there'd be problems that come with that as well?
0: You know, it, There can be. I think we do suffer in the first world. Just I think, because of the
1: size of the industry. Look at the fishing yeah. industry. We're not stopping. We're not stopping with palm oil either. So how would that...
0: Yeah, we we do, you know, especially as, as well, you and I as conservationists, it's so easy to just say you know, oh, we don't want it like this, we want it like that, but, um, you know, to quote a, a great ent, it's easier to shout stop than to do it, and there's no point stopping palm oil and, and turning it into some kind of, uh, you know, illicit material when the money will just shift somewhere else, everything will shift somewhere else, we'll think, well, the demand for this kind of oil is still there, and yada, yada, What? We, what needs to happen and I think the the really interesting thing here is that it's still such a developing issue, you know, we're really at the cusp of this, we're t- we've talked about fishing, we've talked about, you know, other little bits and pieces where humans and animals, you know, find conflict and there is management there that's established and working, you know, the destruction of the rainforests for um, beef and that kind of thing, it's you know, it's still going on but it's kind of being buffered, here's an area where that buffer hasn't occurred yet mm. so right now I really do feel that the best thing to do is to be savvy. If you can, find out which producers do use the best kind of palm oil. As I say, I know Nutella's a good one, so feel free to... It sm- tastes great. It tastes mm. amazing. I only had it the other day.
1: What the, did you have it on?
0: I don't know. The, the, I'd never had it before, and the wife was like, have some Nutella. And I was like, I'm not sure about this. And I had some, and I was like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. You
1: haven't lived until you've had Nutella. Well, I
0: have now. So <laughs> clearly I'm alive. Uh but there you go there that's what if you're listening right now and you think wow this palm oil thing sounds complicated guess what it really is and to really start making a difference you're gonna have to do a little bit of digging yourself but keep talking about it and and let's just hope that we can get such a a chat going and get a m- bit of momentum behind uh well a bit of more education you Absolutely. know that's the thing
1: And I will throw in one more important thing there to think about and it just goes to the bigger picture of how we view our sustainability generally and how we live our lives. Because in 2012, the UK government recognised that we're part of the palm oil problem and they said, OK, we're going to be part of the solution as well. So we're going to set a commitment for 100% of the palm oil used in the UK to be from sustainable sources. That was in 2012. In 2016, 78% of the total palm oil imports to the UK were sustainable. Isn't that amazing? And it kind of makes me think, that's, that's really great. But at the same time, why are we so late to the party? Is it all a case of, you know, trends or things that pop up and all of a sudden everyone thinks, oh, we should be doing that as well. You know, are, are we too late?
0: I... I don't ever think we're too late. I mean, there's always a chance to, to make a change if you want to do it. And I think that uh, the we've talked about it uh, in previous podcasts, the plastics. I said myself at the time, you know, I'd been banging on about plastics for six, seven years before Blue Planet 2 came out. And the problem was only getting worse. And then suddenly it was out there. Iceland have started a ball rolling. They've started something happening. And if people can keep talking about it, keep questioning it, and keep pushing forwards, then hopefully this problem with palm oil, the palm oil pavlova, yes, I'm sticking with it, can be nipped in the bud before it gets too carried away.
1: And I would say, linking again all together, if you're ever out on a, a beach clean and you find a block of palm oil, tweet it, tag either Tom or I in it, sorry, Blowfish or I it. in it, and uh, and let us know, because I'd be really interested to find out how much washes up on our shores.
0: That is a very, very crazy, but very true True issue here that we're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, so there we go, ladies and gentlemen. What uh, really good little chat there. Fab you chat. Know? And uh, I thought it was quite interesting the fact that there wasn't a so, you know cut and dried answer to it. These are the problems that the world's facing right now, and we are part of that. We're world. leading it. We are. It's here. You and I at the front. Battle cries. No. No, Lizzie. No. Just, just no. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back again soon with another hot topic from the world of conservation. This has been the Wake Up and Smell the Coffee podcast with me, Tom the Blowfish Herd, and the ever-amazing, fantastic and lovely Lizzie Daly. Say goodbye, Lizzie. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Catch you next time. It's good we're day. Kill us, kill it.